And hello, everyone. Welcome <clears throat> to another episode of the Weekly Scoop. Uh, I'm Cooper Harrison, and I'm just here to be a messenger, be an advocate. Um, I'm going to talk about NFTs, and I'm not going to really bring up like a lot of articles or just like information that is just, I'm not going to like fact check myself for like good articles and read those to you. I'm really just going to go over NFTs and how this is going to really fuel creativity and, and focus more on the right brain of this podcast, less on the left brain, less on the logic, more on the creativity. Um, so I'm going to get into that. But first, a word from our sponsor, Zencaster. Um, Zencaster is what I use uh, for interviews, for regular podcasting. I got into it when I first met Alexis Craft and I interviewed her and I fell in love with it from the start. They have a brand ambassador program, and I think it's awesome. You know, so if you're looking to get your product in the hands of people who love it, uh, promote it on a podcast. It's four and a half times more effective than the display ads. So if you're ready to step up your game, the Zencaster Creator Network has you covered. So diversify that advertising budget and try podcast advertising. Or if your brand is already tapped into podcast ads, stay tuned to learn more on why you should talk to Zencaster's team today. So with their new podcast marketplace, your company or brand can negotiate directly with creators, collaborating with them to get the best bang for your advertising buck. Build profitable long-term relationships while you're at it too. So give your product the opportunity to reach a new audience as listeners are already engaged with a channel they love. So most importantly, Zencaster partners me with the brands. You know, I have an authentic passion or interest in uh, so our podcast reach our dedicated listeners and give you a chance to connect with consumers in a traditional in a way traditional advertising can't do that. Uh, so if you're interested in sponsoring this show, the Weekly Scoop, or podcast ads for your business, go to the link in my description and try out Zencaster today. All right, guys, let's get after it. Hello, everyone. Welcome. Uh, hope you're having a great day. I know I'm usually a little bit late on, I know usually Wednesdays are my day, but um, Wednesday or Thursday, I usually like to get it to get the podcast out. Um, I know consistency is sometimes critical, but I do value my own downtime and I value my own rest. So <laughs> that's why I couldn't get it to you today, but that's okay. Um, I want to get into NFTs and talk about how this is more for the creative movement because one example I want to talk about is Deadheads because Deadheads is a very unique story uh, in terms of NFTs. Um, like the people that that run Deadheads are ex-employees of, I think it was Disney. I'm trying to look this up. So um, I finally... Okay, here we go. I found them. Um, Jeremy Jensen and Tempo are the creators. So basically, it looks like they used to be a part of... Oh, this doesn't say. They used to be a part of... Uh, let's look at their Twitter. I think it was Disney or Marvel. Because like I remember they were part of a big studio... Um, which I know that people are like part of the great resignation and some people are like worried about, you know, this and that, 
blah, blah, blah. Um, but I mean, people are able to be more creative with NFTs um, and they can quit their jobs like working at Disney and they can quit their jobs, um, you know, working at Marvel, DC, you know, whatever, whatever the case may be. Um, they can, they can be able to pursue what they want to pursue and not feel like they're strangled by big corporations, which I think is great. Um, I think creativity is being killed by most corporations. Um, in terms of, I think that we, we recycle a lot of stuff. Um, I know like we always do like reboots and remakes of movies and, and TV shows and stuff of that nature. Um, <laughs> but I think it's, it's really important to, to realize the just totality of NFTs and how we can create new TV shows, new movies, uh, blogs, um, and just like forms of entertainment that aren't washed uh, out or like washed, washed up from this whole, like, let's just create remakes and let's like not reinvent the wheel. Um, and, and, and let's not think outside the box. Cause that's, that's kind of what we do now. We don't really take a lot of, uh, of a unique path now when we create content because like, we're so worried about what people think and we're so worried about, um, trying something new. You know, I think Disney is the biggest proponent of sucking the life out of franchises because they've bought up so much landscape and I have Disney plus, I'm not going to talk shit on Disney as a whole. You know, I think Marvel is going in a good direction, but, uh, I think that, sometimes people are disappointed from what they create. I would say Star Wars is the best example of sucking the creativity out of a whole franchise with their like um, Daisy Ridley, Adam Driver trilogy. They, they kind of like ruined Star Wars for a while. They created three movies that were just abysmal, abysmal and very lame. Like it was just lame. Like they took a whole trilogy and built up this huge storyline and then they just took the lazy way out and they were and they were just like ah daisy ridley's just um palpatine's you know relative and she has all this power and stuff and it was just like where the hell did this come from um and it just it was so bad like it just was terrible um and and people that love star wars i think were really hurt by it um, but luckily Kevin Feige turned it around with the Mandalorian show. Um, and then the book of Boba Fett was like another pivotal piece. And then now you have the Kenobi show, which I think will be great. Um, but you have to realize that they had to take a step back from these movies because like they were just so poor, um, that it really backfired on them. If you think about it, uh, which is really sad. Uh, so Star Wars, great example of creativity just getting ruined by the big corporation uh, because George Lucas made that whole series uh, incredible. And they have comic books, too, that are incredible as well. Um, it's just um, it just it just sucked the fun out of the whole 
franchise. And now I think it's it's not damaged beyond repair, but I think it's damaged goods right now. Like there's a lot of trust that needs to get built back up. But Marvel is an example of how Disney hasn't taken the fun out of Marvel, but I think they've made it so political now. And I know people have seen the stuff about Disney trying to force um, LGBTQ like ideologies on their young audiences by forcing like these gay characters and like gay scenes and stuff. And Saudi Arabia just pulled Doc, uh, Dr. Strange Multiverse of Madness because of uh, a lesbian, uh, I think, kissing scene, um, which that has no effect on me. So I'm going to still watch the movie anyway, but I can see how parents are removing Disney from their their children's lives and their own lives. I, I can see why this is happening because it's just getting to the point where it's just forced political agendas. And that's what happens when you get when you pay, you know, politicians and politicians pay you back. And it's just it's ridiculous. Um, and that's why I think moving to NFTs is going to be amazing because it's going to give power to the creators and powers to the audience. So uh, back to Deadheads. So I'm on the website for Deadheads. And so there's 10,000 3D NFT characters living in an animated universe. This is sick. I might actually have to buy one of these. The first ever animated series that gives character ownership rights to its fan base via NFTs. So our goal is to extend into traditional media platforms such as Netflix or Amazon while you retain ownership of our characters in a decentralized model. Imagine if you owned R2-D2 from Star Wars. I love that. Um, so you can join their Discord, you know, your deadhead NFT, you know, be the first of its, you know, kind to... I'm trying to see what the pricing of these are. Uh, be the first of the new kind of collectible that has its own animated series, roadmapped integration for all new members with members owning unique IP and guiding the future. Claim your unique digital identity uh, and get access. So that's downloading. The floor price is less than 0.1 ETH. So that's about, uh, what is 0.1 ETH? Because ETH at what, $1,000, $4,000? Um, sorry, my math really sucks. So it's about, give or take like 400 bucks to buy one of these. I mean, that's not a bad price um, to be in a TV show and control the character. I can see where, but I think it's great by Deadheads that they're doing this. So anyway, own the IP rights from within the animated series. So each unique Deadhead is owned by you. So when you own a Deadhead, you own the NFT and the intellectual property of the un underlying art itself. You own a character in the multimedia universe with commercial and non-commercial rights. Decentralizing Hollywood, this is my favorite. So be the creator of an animated series and claim your one on your one your one of one character. That will be mortalized in animation. So Deadheads have a unique place in NFT history as the first collection to become its own animated series. So collectors will help guide the vision and ultimately be the first bottom-up funded production house. 
Noble leadership and investors. Owning a deadhead is your key to the underworld. Deadheads are created by thought leaders and top developers in the NFT space. This has led to support by notable individuals and companies such as Gary V, always, Matt Kalish, Steve Aoki, which I listened to a podcast. I'll get into that a little bit later, but he was on it. Unstoppable domains and many more. So ownership. Ownership opens up a number of benefits for holders. You can make and sell merch with your deadhead. You can sub-license the rights. When a gaming company wants to make a Family Guy video game, they have to approach the owners of Family Guy and get price gouged for the ability to use Family Guy characters in their game. With deadheads, you own the IP. This, that same gaming company only has to buy or sub-license your deadhead from you. In essence, you own a piece of the brand and have the power to do with it what you want. Now, that is incredible. That is power to the audience which i think is i i think that's nuts to be honest with you uh the green room this is cool an innovative piece of technology that allows people to collect rare assets from the animated series after every episode the green room is opened up revealing limited edition items available for people to collect these items vary in rarities and are a way for people to collect pieces of history from the show. Some assets might play an important part later on in the series, and some might only be seen in that one episode. That's the fun of it all. So you really don't know what episode you're going to be in and what, <laughs> I guess, what part of the role you have, but I think that makes it more exciting. Who are Skull Troopers? So this is like another piece. Skull Troopers are the common enemy in the NFT Underworld Season 1. They are an army of ruthless gangsters trying to hunt down the three keys of the Underworld Elevator and stop Damien from, from fulfilling his destiny. I guess that's the main character. For how evil these troopers may seem, they themselves are terrified of the power and male... Oh, wow. I am, I am, I am not mentally sound right now. Malevolent nature of their boss currently known as the big boss sorry guys i just had like a brain fart uh the skull troopers exist in a ranked hierarchy these ranks are from bottom to top skull trooper guard general leader um royal oh royal leader so guard general royal leader nice so these different ranks can be identified by the shapes of their skulls. There are skull troopers who refuse to rule the big boss and went into hiding, but their current plan and locations are unknown. So dead tickets. The green room is only open for holders of dead tickets. These dead tickets are queued mint passes with a one-time use. A lot of people access the green room and mint assets. The assets themselves are free, plus a small gas fee. But minting an asset will burn one or more of your dead tickets. The number of dead tickets required to mint an asset varies depending on the rarity of the asset itself. These burned tickets are removed forever from your wallet, and the lower number ticket will always be burned first, so choose wisely how you spend them. Nice. So this is a, a huge concept. Um, I think, like... What we have to understand is Deadheads is where people can create their own versions and their own stories. 
or they can be a part of the show. And I think that's cool because like owning a piece of Moon Knight makes it way more worthwhile than just like watching Moon Knight on Disney Plus. Like having Disney Plus won't be a flex down the road. Having Netflix won't be a flex down the road. Because guess what? Oh, sorry there. Um, Because guess what? You can you can just mooch Netflix accounts off of someone else. You can mooch Disney Plus accounts off of someone else. You can't mooch a deadhead. Deadhead is owned by the person that buys it. And you can't share it. Like you, you, you can't share it. So that's, um, and it's a YouTube series. Uh, the YouTube series has 2000 subscribers, which doesn't sound like a lot for a TV show, but I think that, I think that shows some promise. Um, their first episode had 23,000 views. So that was eight months ago. Seven months ago, 10,000 views. Five months ago, uh, 9,000 views. Uh, episode four, four months ago, at about 5,000. So it's getting less and less on the views perspective. But um, I do think it's a good sign of moving forward of what's to come. Just from uh, TV in general, um, I think we got a lot of a lot of good things going here. So, what does this mean for other marketplaces? Well, I will be writing a book, and I'm not going to tell you what it is yet. I'll be writing a book that is going to change the landscape of book writing uh it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot different it's not gonna be poetry it's gonna be something new something fresh and it's gonna be an nft and i'm gonna mint it or i'm gonna make this an nft in order to own my literature because i created this and i deserve and and i don't mean to sound arrogant here but like i deserve the credit i get i deserve the payment i get i deserve the marketing and all the tools to be successful. That being said, I want people to feel a part of a community and I want to create that community. I want to create that gathering for people. So that's why I'm going to get into this NFT bookmaking and I haven't figured it out yet, but when I do, I will, I will be sure to just take off on it um, <laughs> and make it something special. Because that's what you guys deserve. You guys, you guys deserve something special. Um, and I'm going to take this mindset and I'm going to filter into other things that I never thought I could filter into. Uh, whether it's bookmaking, music, uh, TV, like entertainment, content creation. It's a whole new world. And NFTs are the way to go. And it's a saturated market right now of bullshit, which is okay because where the bullshit is, um, we're going to find diamonds in the rough. And right now there's still a lot of diamonds in the NFT world, but people don't see it yet, which is okay. And once I, once I figure out the landscape, I'm attacking I'm going full force creative mode because that's where I belong. I think that's where my brain belongs. 
and I want to be a part of this this new generation, this new wave. Um, so I'm really excited. If you couldn't tell, um, I'm just I'm ready to be a part of something big, something bigger than myself. Um, and like I said, I want you guys to look into NFTs more, but I want you to look for the utility. I want you to look for the deadheads, and I want you to watch the episodes, and I want you to understand that this is very early. We're still very, very early on this whole concept. But once media shifts this way, all the big companies, Disney, um, Netflix, Amazon, you know, all these big Hollywood corporations, good luck because you're going to need it because the reform is coming. So that's all I really got for you guys today. Appreciate you tuning in. Have a great rest of the day and uh, continue to win the life. All right. Peace and love. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. Don't forget that this episode was also sponsored by VinoVest. VinoVest is something near and dear to me. Uh, I really love what they do, what the platform stands for. I mean, wine has one-third the volatility of the stock market, but it has 10.6% annualized returns year over year which I think is so great. I mean, it's safe, it beats inflation, and it's wine. I mean, wine investing, I think, can be fun. Uh, it can be like holding any other asset, uh, you know, like gold or silver. But if you love wine, I think this is a great start to getting into like asset investing, something you can hold on to. You can buy it, you can sell it, but you can also hold the wine itself and drink it as well. Uh, whatever you want to do with it, you know, that's, that's the beauty of VinoVest. So go ahead click the link in my description, uh, go and, and say the weekly scoop saved you guys on two months of fee free investing. So don't forget to click that link and have a great rest of your day guys. Thanks.